Good morning, everyone. It is the 30th of November, and I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons, Niall MacDonald, and Alex Byrne. The equity markets moved into the end of November in very strong form, and this is the continuation of the cyclical rally that we've been seeing for a number of weeks now. Alex, is Europe still leading the charge here? Morning, Lorna. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's not unheard of. It's a risk on market, cyclical tilts. Europe's typically more cyclically tilted than other markets. It's also been a massive underperformer during the last kind of three to six months volatility that we've had. Clearly, the news we've had about the vaccine, it has probably the largest effect on markets given all the lockdowns we've had around Europe. So um, all those things together have culminated in quite a volatile moving up market. And I think there's a bit of caution still to be had. You know, we've still got this uncertainty around the balance between stimulus and the vaccine coming through and you know we're still in lockdowns as it is at the moment. Indeed and Japan has historically been viewed as a cyclical market. Are we seeing a similar story there? Not as much, no. A few reasons for that. First thing is that with the risk on market and their currency being more of a safe haven to pass it, you've got that moving the other way. The second thing is that they've generally controlled the virus better, as has the rest of Asia, which is its main trading partners. So we've had much better performance in the preceding three to six months than we have had in in the last month. So you haven't had as much catch up to be had as there has been in Europe. Quite. Now, Seamus, is this renewed enthusiasm for a growth recovery reflected in other asset classes? Yes, it is, Lorna. I mean, November has been one of the strongest months on record for a lot of markets and very broad base. And a lot of it is very much just areas that have been bombed out or very much impacted by COVID have just seen such a big, a big rally. So we've already touched on two. But also, it's almost like the areas that sort of been a couple of key areas that led the market, which is obviously US and tech and China doing very well. You defensive markets like Switzerland. So those areas of course they've done well in November, essentially everything else has done really, really well. So specifically, you're seeing emerging markets now outperforming Asia. So it's more of the cyclical markets like Brazil, Russia, emerging Europe, markets like Australia. So very commodity, like cyclical markets from a kind of size perspective. You're seeing small caps do very well. So they're outperforming large caps. I mean, there's this sense when you, if you specifically talk about America, the mood of America is often is a word used at the moment. Uh, it's been lifted with the kind of recent appointment of Biden as president-elect. Just other areas of the market which were depressed for much of the year have now kind of flourished. And yeah, that's kind of the key difference for November. And now we might then expect the opposite reaction from the bond markets. Any highlights for us there? Good morning, Lorna. Well, not as you might expect. Government bond markets were positive for the month of November. What's driving this is really compression in U.S. Treasury rates post the election. Now, this is largely a tracement of the sell-off that U.S. Treasury markets experienced in October. So U.S. rates went higher as the, in October as the market priced in a clean sweep of the elections by the Democrats. This would have arguably entailed a larger fiscal program, higher levels of supply in U.S. government bonds, which pushed yields higher over the month. We now know that the Senate is likely to remain in Republican hands, but that's we'll, we'll find out in January for definite. And this is tempered expectations on the level of US government bond issuance and this has been fed through to the treasury market. And how does that play out then in the credit markets? Excellent point, Lauren. It's a very important dynamic for credit markets as essentially we have an interest rate tailwind. This coupled with the credit spread tightening that we're seeing from a pro-risk environment, it's helping produce strong returns in both US and Euro corporate bonds. So US corporate bonds are up 2.5% for the month of November and Euro corporate bonds up over a percent. So quite a bumper month in November all around. What's on the radar for this week, Alex? Are there any data that could feed this cyclical rally further? 
Sure. In Europe, we've got quite important PMIs. They're important because they strike that balance that I mentioned. So we get a, a sense of the balance between the stimulus that is a bit up in the air at the moment, the vaccine coming through alongside the fact we're still in lockdown. So it's a good gauge of whether the sentiment is whether we're more positive or negative moving forward and whether those pretty expectant forecasts that we've gotten will be held up. So yeah, that's pretty important for Europe. The same within the UK as well, to be honest. So quite grassroots indications there. And then Seamus, in the US, some important data coming up. Indeed, Lorna. So Friday, we have the non-farm payrolls report. Something that comes out once a month, and it's obviously generally always very focused on, but this month as well, we're no different, because it's going to provide a glimpse of how much damage the second wave of coronavirus infections is inflicting on the US workforce. So a consensus forecast from economists is pointing to about 500,000 new jobs. And this is going to compare with uh, 638,000 jobs in the previous month in October. So reflecting a slower pace of jobs gains. And October actually had beaten forecasts. Since then, we've obviously had a fresh wave of lockdowns across the US. And so expectations are getting reined in. And so there is this expectation of softening in the jobs data. It's expected by markets. But the key worry would be if it's more serious deterioration of this labor sector, because this becomes a bigger problem than for fiscal aid. There's this most talked about fiscal stimulus package because that's not coming time soon. It's unlikely to come before Joe Biden is elected formally in January. So that's why it'll be very much watched this week by market participants. Yes, we'll watch that with interest. Thank you all very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Lorna.